0: Talk, talk to me, WSRadio.com.
1: This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg.
0: Thank you, Wade. We're here live on California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Welcome to the program every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on wsradio.com. We bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communications. Uh, Drew Schlossberg is away this week, and I am here uh, with Dr. Margie Moriarty. She's principal of Whittier Union Adult School also principal of Frontier High School in the Whittier Union High School District. And it's a pleasure to have you on the program today, Margie.
2: Thank you so much, Kevin.
0: Uh, Very much of an honor. You seem to wear many, many hats here in the district. Uh, You've been at the adult school now for, was this your second year?
2: This is my second year.
0: Okay, and you've been at at Frontier High School now for nearly 10 years. And in the district for 27 years, you started off as a dean of students. Uh, What was that like?
2: Uh, The dean's position was at that time a counseling position. Um, My degree is in counseling. And that particular school, I was at Santa Fe High School, and they chose to use one of their counselors to handle student discipline. So I was the chief disciplinarian for the campus which um, actually, for me, it wasn't nearly as bad as it sounds to a lot of people. I met a lot of really fabulous kids doing that job who were sometimes just in um, bad living situations, and I had the opportunity to intercede and help them find better coping mechanisms uh, most of the time. So I really enjoyed that job.
0: Well, you know, uh, one of our prior guests on the program was Ken Levine, and uh, we we talked about his book and and we talked about students and and almost all of the the stories that he shared with us really do need someone to be able to reach out to them and and say hey it's going to be all right you can establish goals you can achieve your goals and and Apparently that's what you were doing at Santa Fe High, uh, got you started. Uh, how many years did you do that?
2: I was the dean for five years. Okay. And, and then I moved on to be the assistant principal of guidance for five years there. And so Ken and I worked together at Santa Fe when I first started in the district. I know him well, adore him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a fabulous teacher. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Basically, you've always kind of done a, an administrative role. Uh, I have. when, when, uh, when in, in, At the district. How does that, how do you become administrator? Maybe that's my, maybe that's my first question here. How does one, do you aspire to be an administrator or is it something, somebody looks at you and you go, this is this is your kind of job, this is what you need to do?
2: Well, I guess I should tell you my mother was a teacher and I never aspired to go into education. I told her she worked many hours that she didn't get paid for and that was just not for me. But when I was in college, she paid me to take the the CBEST, which is the test you need to get into an education program. And um, she said, it'll give you something to fall back on. So when I, I worked for Orange County Probation for five years, um, and I liked the school counselor's job better because he got to see the kids that made it and not just the kids that, that didn't. And so I moved over. And um, once I was the dean, The move into administration was, as you say, not uh, my choice necessarily, so much as I was encouraged to do it. I was basically told, you're already doing a lot of administrative things, and so you might as well take the next step. And one of my teacher friends, she was going back to work on an administrative credential, so we did it together. And then I became the assistant principal there, interviewed for the job, and That was the last job in the district I interviewed for, um, was the assistant principal of guidance there for five years. And after that, I just was asked to move or told I was moving, as I became the utility player of assistant principals for a while.
0: So sometimes the assistant principals have to be the bad cop to the uh, principal uh, good cop. Uh, Did you ever find yourself in that situation?
2: I did, and... um, Teachers still talk about about me and things that I told them when I was at Santa Fe and at other schools. What what people appreciate about me is that I'm honest. And they may not like what I'm telling them, but it's going to be the truth. And I, I do tell people, if you want the nicer answer, if you want it sugar-coated, ask someone else. So, yes, sometimes I was the one who had to say... Um, Next year, this is what you need to teach, and I know you don't really want to do it, but it's what your credential is in, and that's where the need is this year, and so you're going to be doing it.
0: And I'm wondering, because you say the, the t- I'm thinking, I thought suddenly that perhaps that you were telling them while they were students, and then they came back to be teachers at the district. But I know that some of that is probably and that has, true. That
2: right? has absolutely happened now. Uh, Craig Campbell, who's currently the principal of Frontier High School, was a student of mine. He was in the first graduating class of mine at Santa Fe, class of 97. That was my first group that I saw from their freshman all the way through their, their senior year. Uh, he was hired as a teacher while I was an administrator, and then he moved into an assistant principal position and um, is currently the principal.
0: How does that make you feel to see somebody that, uh, that, that you personally helped to uh, uh, develop their skills uh, and, and, and see them playing such a prominent role now at the district themselves?
2: it's a lot of fun to see that it's it is one of the education i think is one of the fields where you really get to see that because that's not uncommon for students to choose to go back and work at a school that they were a student at whether it's an elementary school a middle school or a high school um so it's it's interesting it's rewarding it's it's a unique situation and um It's interesting to see the students that make the the quick transition into being a peer, and they can call me by my first name, and that's not a problem. And then there are other former students who still call me Miss Moriarty because that's what they knew me as when they were at Santa Fe High School or Pioneer High School or, or whichever school I was at.
0: Yeah, I've been a long time out of the classroom, and sometimes when I go when I go to schools to visit the classrooms, I, I notice that students and teachers actually have a, a uh, more casual uh, way of. Uh, they a lot of times it's just basically their last name, not "Hey, you," but whoever you know, just their last names. And when I was a kid props when you were a kid, that that was just absolutely not going to to happen. But I think it's probably a good thing because it, it you know it, it makes everybody closer, uh, and I think that the connection is probably a little bit more we're we're peers, we're not necessarily teacher student, something like that.
2: So I think that what I've told students forever is that when they tell me, oh, we're friends, I say, no, we're not friends because there's a power differential there. We can be friendly, but we are not friends. But I do believe that, yes, it is, um, as we've moved more into the Common Core state standards, There's definitely a teacher as coach rather than sage on the stage, which is what we used to see, the teacher standing in front of the room and giving information to students. In the digital age, students can access information in the palm of their hand, on their phone, at any given moment. So I think it has become more our role to teach them to be good consumers of information and to coach them through, is that really a a valuable source? Is that accurate and and I think coaching is the better description of of what we try to see in the classrooms these days,,
0: which brings us to Whittier Union Adult School, uh, the different type of student. Uh, we just have a couple of minutes left here in in this segment, but we can we can get started. Uh, speak a little bit about the transition from uh, being principal of of uh, the continuation school. Frontier High is the continuation school of the district. And then uh, now you are the principal of the adult school. Uh, is there really any difference uh, going from from one school to another? Uh, obviously, there's age differences and, and so forth.
2: Well, I did have the benefit of having been an assistant principal a couple of times off and on at the adult school, so it wasn't a huge um, unknown to a certain extent, they are the same students when when we're talking about the students that have didn't complete a high school diploma for whatever reason when they were in high school, and now they're with us trying to finish their adult school diploma or do the high school equivalency exams. A lot of those students are students who came from one of our alternative high schools and um, actually. In the graduating class, the adult school graduating class of 2019, five of the students that graduated were students of mine at Frontier High School within the past three years. So they didn't, they dropped out of the high school and a couple of them, one of the boys was telling me he was, he's 20 years old now. And he said, yes, um, I should have listened when you, when you all tried to tell me that I needed to stay in school and get my diploma, but I had that job, and now I, I'm coming back because nobody will hire me without a diploma, and so I don't want to work in fast food anymore. So he came back.
0: But I think that's, that's very telling that well, they couldn't finish the school because they had the job. And maybe at that time, they, that was the more important thing for them to focus on. But then a year or two out of being school age you realize, now I've, I've got to go back and, and, and complete this. Were, were, were the students that uh, came back, were they happy to see you?
2: They were. It's, it's fun to walk into the adult school diploma program classroom or even the HSE, the high school equivalency classroom, and see students that I recognize. And I, I think that's part of the goal of, by my taking on both the continuation school and the adult school, is to have that transition be more seamless, where students leave one program and they just transition easily into the other. And when a student comes in who's not completed their diploma, I'm kind of in charge of where they go. If they're still under 18, they go to the continuation school. If they're over 18 they can come on over to the adult school.
0: Well, let's stop right there. We're going to take a short break. We're with uh, Dr. Margie Moriarty, a principal of Whittier Union Adult School on California School News Radio on WSRadio.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned.
1: Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of universal talk laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal talk laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com.
2: Homeless veterans and their families are suffering and need our support, but many won't ask or don't know that help is within reach. Veterans Community Services is here to help. Amazingly, about 35% of the homeless in our neighborhoods are veterans with families. Low-income veterans or their friends are encouraged to contact Veterans Community Services and reach out for help with housing and other services. Call now, 800-974-9909.
0: Talk, talk to me. Wsradio.com.
1: This is California School News Radio with your hosts Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg.
0: We are back on California School News Radio with our guest Dr. Margie Moriarty, a principal of Whittier Union Adult School. Uh, they're going to start a new term in September, uh, and there's they edge closer to nearly 100 years of service here in the Whittier area. Uh, that's a lot of years. That's a lot of adults uh, coming back and getting their diplomas and, and, and changing their life for the better. Uh, how do you feel now that you've been on, uh, at the helm for a couple of years? How do you, uh, how do you like it? How's it treating you?
2: I'm still learning. There's there is a lot to learn with adult education that's different from what happens in the K twelve world. But it is, as you said, the 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 benefit of education, it's it's really the great equalizer, free public education, that allows people to move forward in their lives. And that's truly the goal of our adult school students. For the majority of them, they are back in school because they need some kind of skill with the goal of bettering their lives for themselves personally as well as for their families. And... One of our new partnerships that we're very excited about is the partnership with the America's Job Center of California, which um, opened a satellite office on our campus in May of 2019, so it's only been here a couple of months, but we're very excited about that because now when our students, we've always referred students to the AJCC, which is local, it's it's only about a 10-minute drive from the from the campus, but... To refer a student and say you have to get in your car and drive 10 minutes away versus to refer a student and they can just walk two buildings away makes a world of difference. Absolutely. So they're offering, um, that's the job placement part of what we do. And that's a beautiful thing because the AJCC has different kind of funding than we have. They can help students to get job training that, that might otherwise be more expensive than they can comfortably afford. They can place students in paid internships, including here on our campus, and then help students get jobs and help with that transitional piece of the resume writing and the interviewing techniques and some of those things that are just a little bit outside of what we teach in the classroom. So we're wildly excited to have them here.
0: And in the two months that they've been here, I assume it was right at the end of the uh, end of the school year, how popular was it among the students? Were there, were there lines out the door?
2: <laughs> I, I would say I have not walked in there without having seen at least one person in there. And we have had um, Nancy, who, who is our primary person in there, we've had her come in and do presentations in different classrooms to get the students familiar with, with the services that they provide. And we'll do that again at the beginning of the fall term. It was in May when she went in and did those initial presentations. And even yesterday when I was in there, she had someone in there. So I thought that was great. And they have access to um, different job databases, and they can help students that, that need to um, file paperwork for disability and for um, different kinds of money for to access training and classes and they also have a a strong referral system into the community colleges for the displaced workers and the students who are students who are reentering after not being in school for a while. So I I really think they complement what we do a great deal.
0: I imagine so. Now, is this just for the adult school students? Uh, can can uh, just high school students from the district come in and, and use their services?
2: They can. So the person who is our primary contact here, she actually specializes in young adults. And the youth program is basically defined as like 16 to 24 year olds. So she is working also with Frontier High School, with my high school students, and we have, at the high school, we already had a job developer, and at the adult school, we've had a job developer. So the three together will work in tandem on a lot of things. We have weekly guest speakers who come in from a variety of different jobs so that students are exposed to different kinds of careers. Um that's one of the things that we've seen particularly with our high school students, that they just don't know what's out there. And what's out there is so radically different than what was available when their parents were going through school. The the kinds of job titles that exist these days are are so different than what was available when you and I were in school.
0: Absolutely. And if my colleague Drew Schlossberg was was here and you know, in on the conversation, he that is something that he is laser-focused on. And at the adult school, I mean, we have the, the job center, but you also have a wide variety of career technical education classes. You have bus driver, you have medical front office, uh, accounting, administrative assistance, computer repair, uh, personal care aid. Uh, are, are there any that we're, we're leaving out here?
2: No, <laughs> not That's,
0: yet. Uh, so let's talk a, few, a, a little bit about uh, those classes because these are not uh, the jobs of the future. These are jobs for right now. And, and they need, every single one of them needs a, a, a skilled, and intelligent person uh, there being able to help somebody else. Bus driver I am looking at, uh, we tend to maybe neglect the bus driver. I've never driven a a, a school bus, but I have driven uh, 15 passenger vans filled with kids. You get behind the wheel and then you realize, wow, okay, I am with all of these bright lights, and, and and what am I going to do? You have to be safe. You have to have that license to start with, uh, and you need to know every single protocol. You have to have an even temperament. Uh, You've got to be a little patient. What does the program here uh, at the adult school entail?
2: What, what we're doing is actually in partnership with the district itself. So Whittier Union High School District went into the transportation um, business at the beginning of, of the eighteen nineteen school year. And we needed to hire a lot of school bus drivers. And what the district found is there aren't that many of them that are out there. So one of the goals that the personnel department had for me, the district had for me, was that we start growing our own bus drivers. So what we are doing is at the adult school, we're offering a five- to six-week, 40- Eight-hour class to get people through the permit, um, so that they can go on and actually do the behind-the-wheel class. And we also do uh, disability awareness as part of that because a lot of the bus driver positions are with uh, disabled adults or disabled students, and so that was an important component. What we're so the students that are in the class right now, when they complete the class and they get their permit to do the behind the wheel piece, they can actually apply to the school district to be a bus driver intern and complete the behind the wheel component while they're getting paid. And as long as they complete the behind the wheel behind the wheel part and get their actual license, then they can be hired. So the from start to finish it's about an eight to 10-week commitment, and then the starting salary is over $20 an hour, and it includes benefits. So it's a fabulous job. And because of the the split shifts, you can drive in the morning, you can drive in the afternoon. For those students that are going to college, it can be a great job if you can work your schedule around that. For parents of elementary school age children, it works well for them. I've had several of my Parents of, of different students in my career have been our bus drivers. So that's that's the bus driver program. And what we've found out is that we are the only adult school in the state of California who are offering that training. So we've had um, Fullerton and Montebello specifically reach out to say, hey, when when you finish with your next round of people, we'd like to come interview them. And Whittier Union has said, no, we're growing our own.
0: Right. Get your own seeds. Get your own planter. Put the seeds in. Get your own water. Grow them yourself. Uh, But that's still very flattering. That is is a very good endorsement of of the program here when you have people outside of the area uh, seeing what you're doing and going, you know... Um, we got to do that. Uh, let's uh, and you''re proving yourself as a model for for other adult schools. We've got a couple of minutes left in this segment. Um, any of the other uh, CTE classes sort of jump out at you or uh, are there any that you would consider uh, another rising star?
2: So the goal of our our CTE stuff is um, relatively quick turnaround. To employment, the medical front office. While nationwide, that's not a growing need. In the Whittier community, it's a huge need because of all the hospitals that we have here. So we've we've seen really good uh, job placement with that. takes about a year to get through the entire program, and I mean a school year, so about nine months to get through the entire program. The computer repair class ultimately leads to a plus plus certification. So you can take three terms worth of computer repair classes and and increase your skills at each one, with both the medical front office and the computer repair classes, at the end of each term, there's a jumping off point for people to get employment. And then if they keep going to the next term, then they can get a slightly higher uh, position. And if they go all the way through three terms, then they can move up to get a higher position. So that's, that's the goal, is recognizing that most of the adults that come to us for training are not in a position to be in school for a couple of years in order to get a decent job. So they are looking for short-term, they can get employment. A lot of them do get employment, and then they keep coming back to gain some additional skills in order to further their career.
0: Yeah, When you need a job, you need it now, <laughs> and you have to train yes. for it. Um, you're, you're thinking, what, what is the quickest way I can get from, from A to B? And about how many uh, certificates do you give out uh, during a year uh, combined in all the classes?
2: We give out hundreds because I have to sign each and every one. <laughs> um, Your hand getting a little tired we, there. They, they come through and, you know, Sometimes two, three at a time, sometimes 20 at a time. But, yes, we give out, we give out hundreds of them.
0: Well, uh, that, is, that has to be rewarding in and of itself. Uh, we're uh, going to stop for just a second. Uh, we have a break coming up. We're at California School News Radio. Uh, our guest is Dr. Margie Moriarty of the Whittier Union Adult School. And we will be right back on WSRadio.com right after these messages. Stay tuned.
1: Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind. One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Ulcher, award-winning author and founder of the Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind.
0: Donate cash, furniture, clothes, and other gently used household items to Father Joe's villages and get a nice tax break in April. Every donation is tax deductible. Believe you can make a difference. Be Father Joe. Go to neighborhood.org or call 1-800-HOMELESS to donate today.
3: Nowadays, Internet devices are an integral part of your home. Everyone in your family has a smartphone, tablet, or a computer. Life is easier knowing that all your devices are secured and your family can surf the Internet carefree. ESET Multi-Device Security Pack does just that. One license for all your devices. With ESET, it's simple to stay protected and save money. Enjoy safer
1: technology with ESET Multi-Device Security Pack at ESET.com. That's ESET.com.